Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. And we're back. This is the T-Bone Speaks podcast for another week, another episode where we believe that you can earn more money, take more time off, do more of the dentistry you enjoy, have a slower schedule, see less patients, and uh, all of those things by working smarter, not harder, and in the meantime, building a business uh, that will stand the test of time. Uh, so that's what our podcast is about. And this week I'm joined again uh, by the lovely Meredith Cooper-Jones. Meredith, how you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm good. How are you? You know, you sound so blonde. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, some of these people have never seen me. <laughs> but, but just imagine blonde hair and that's Meredith. Yes. No, but you're actually smart. Yes. Well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's questionable, right? No, so I what's am. going on in Lily World these days? Oh, nothing. Nothing? There's a big Lily sale coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? Do you like? Do you keep track of that? Not, not anymore. That's a lie. Yeah, I have enough clothes I can't buy anymore. Who says? <laughs> my husband. Uh, no, nobody, nobody told my wife Mona that. <laughs> no, I just borrow hers now. <laughs> I bet you half her, t- class, uh, half her clothes still have tags on them. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So what's up? Give us our review for the week, and then we'll kind of get going with our interview with Dr. Brian McGew this week. Okay. So this review is from Dr. Cacadia, and he says, Priceless info at no prize. Amazing, awesome, and practical info for the dentistry era. Goldmine of information to apply it into your daily practice. Thank you, T-Bone, for all you do. Oh, that's, again, I think you need to come up with a bad review so <laughs> my head doesn't get so big. So um, so this week, we're going to be talking to Dr. Brian McGew, and uh, he runs our oral sedation program here at 3D Dentist. And uh, I have met very few people that are nicer than Brian and his wife, Sue. Oh, and we had a sold-out class. This last class we had with him was just phenomenal. And our I mean, momentum is picking up. We were worried after yeah. the first two classes. You yeah. know, we were struggling a little bit. But then it just takes time, like everything else in life. Just like building a practice, you know, right. your first few months of doing it, you're like, oh, my God, am I going to survive? Yeah. And you just keep with what you know works. And over time, it just pans out. I and think it scares everyone a little bit that we do 20 hours in two days. <laughs> but well, the alternative is to go fun. for three days. Right. It was a away. lot of fun. Yeah, they played yeah. games, all kinds of stuff. And we've priced the program right. It's uh, Quite frankly, it's inexpensive, and, and they do a phenomenal job. They play games. They play Family Feud. Yeah. I, I People brought know. their team members. Yeah, and which is important yeah. and all of that. So they do a phenomenal job. And I couldn't imagine not being able to offer sedation to patients. What do you think sedation you know? meant for our practice? Oh, I mean, as I was listening to you guys, I just... 
I thought about kind of what it would be like to not offer that. And I think that's more for the team members than it is. I know as the doctor, mm-hmm. you would prefer them to be I sedated. I want them all to be sedated. But um, for the team members to offer it, I think is more important because I think the patients are just, when you're in the room, they're nervous anyways. But if they're still nervous when you leave, when it's just the patient and I, then I know that it's something, a sedation may be something that they would be interested in. Well, your mother-in-law is a sedation yeah, patient. my sister. And your sister My little well. sister. What was, you think they would get their dentistry done otherwise? Uh, no. My, so my sister had a bad experience at the dentist when she was younger. And then this is actually the same tooth. She had to have mm-hmm. a root canal and crown on. Right. So for a longer procedure like that, for someone who is already terrified of the dentist, she doesn't even, I have to schedule her cleanings with her coworker to bring right. her. Um, so for someone like that, she doesn't remember any of it. And then for your mother-in-law, I think I demanded her to be sedated so I could actually do some (laughs) dentistry and And not talk, get her to stop talking. But, uh, you know, I just can't, you know, I always say that my digital camera is the most important thing I've ever bought in my practice. And I will say that oral sedation is probably the most, sedation in general, oral sedation is uh, the most important thing we've done to allow us to do longer and bigger cases. And it's not just about fancy cases. It's about sometimes doing four crowns in four different quadrants on a single patient in a single visit. That's not a one-hour procedure. That's not a two-hour procedure. That's several hours. And uh, so being able to do longer cases, uh, oral sedation has been a gift to our practice, and we want to give that back to other practices as well. For sure. So. What else is going on with the practice? Well, What's we, new? <laughs> well, you, you say that as if they've got something to share. Um, <laughs> well, they put me in an office far away from everybody now, so I used to be right in the middle of it all. Hey, where'd you move to? I'm in my office with Melissa, the oh, medical okay. biller. I got you. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I used to be you. before. In the yeah, you know, Dr. Charles Fiza started at the office earlier this month. Yes. Uh, things have been going very well. Um, I'm excited uh, to have him there. He brings a, a new dynamic, a new energy. I think uh, it's invigorated me a little bit more. Um, I'm sad to see Dr. Leedy leaving the office, but, um, you know, I'm super proud and excited for him to have his own practice. Yeah. Uh, and I know he's going to do well. And I would like to hope and believe that uh, we've helped him in his journey. Uh, but all we're doing now is focused on uh, the future and um, getting things in order in the practice, uh, getting it more streamlined, uh, doing more sedation cases, doing more more cosmetic cases. Uh, and it's just nice to have him around. So uh, I see a lot of myself in him. He's patient. He's learning. He's a sponge. Sometimes he's always, he seems to follow me around sometimes. I think he took five classes in five weeks in a yeah, row. <laughs> he did. He did. He's learning a lot. So um, we're super excited to have him have him on yes. board. So, uh, so let's get to our interview with Dr. Brian McGrew, where we talk about oral sedation in your dental practice. If you're looking for a class called 3D Dentist by visiting tbonespeaks.com. And if you're not doing sedation, I hope you have a really good reason because your patients want it. To our interview with Dr. Brian McGrew. Welcome, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good, Good seeing see you here in Raleigh. Yeah. You excited for a great weekend? Yeah, we got a big course planned up. Yeah, here it's awesome. Here. I'm excited. Uh, so I bring Dr. Brian McGoo, who's from Indiana. Yep. 
but essentially Chicago kind of, right? right? Yeah, near Chicago. All right. So um, he is uh, runs our oral sedation program here at 3D Dentists. And I want to bring you on. We've had you on before, but I want to bring you on again to talk about something that surprises me a little bit. And that is, um, you know, if I look back on my career of my practice, uh, now let's say 19 years, 18 years in my own practice, uh, 20 years as a dentist, and people say to me, how in a PPO environment are you doing some of the dentistry you're doing, you know, outside of, hey, I went and learned the clinical skills. You know, I always talk about photography as being the most important thing uh, to allow me to, to show patients what we're doing and to talk to them about it. But I often forget to talk about uh, sedation as really a real important fact in being able to do this type of dentistry. And so I want to bring Brian on to talk about oral sedation. And the statistic that was uh, quite surprising to me uh, was that, uh, so in 2018, I had about 5,000 dentists fill out my uh, procedure survey where we ask them 10 procedures, how many of them are doing these particular procedures in their practice. And only about 23 to 25% Actually, there's 24 because that's between 23 and 25. But uh, 24% said they were offering some form of sedation in their practice. So um, let's start with this. Why is sedation or why has sedation been important in your practice? So it, it is a barrier. And, yeah. and the patient's fear and anxiety is a barrier for them to get that treatment done. We talked about doing advanced procedures such right. as placing implants, uh, full mouth extractions. Uh, or even quadrants of dentistry. Right, quadrants of dentistry. And, uh, it, you know, well, patients do have a fear of, of coming in and having these kind of procedures done. And they also have a fear of not being able to sit still for an hour, two mm-hmm. hours, whatever it takes. So that is a put off. That's a barrier that's going to keep them from seeking the treatment that maybe you think they should have or they, they, would, they really do want, but they don't want to have to deal with the, the psychological trauma of going through that procedure or, like I said, just having to sit there. But uh, is that real? I mean, or do you think dentists are just so far removed from being a patient that we don't quite understand what, it, what, it, what it's like? I think there's part of that is that yeah. we don't we don't appreciate what they're going through, and we have to we have to look at it um, when if we look at it and we compare it to the medical side of the house, um, they'll sedate you for anything. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, it's you a know, given. Yeah, they'll say you know just a small procedure, and they don't even give you a choice. Right, is it you're going to get sedated, and yeah. uh, a lot of times I for things like say like implants now single tooth implants with a guide in place, uh, you know, fully guided. Mm-hmm. It's a simple procedure. Let's right. face it. I mean, it, but it's, mentally, it's not a simple procedure for patients. Exactly. So a lot of times I just say, you know, for all implant cases, I'm going to sedate the patients. You know, occasionally I don't sedate a patient. They, they specifically ask me for it. But even a single tooth one, I'll sedate them. And I don't really need to, but they're more comfortable. They think it's great. They have the amnesia effect and they come back and they, you know, they think this is amazing. They don't have a lot of pain because it was a guided, you know, single tooth placement. But that's one thing that some people think of, oh my gosh, you're going to drill a hole in my bone. You're mm-hmm. going to screw a screw into my bone. Right. And we know as dentists who place implants that, uh, you know, there really isn't any, you know, besides the gum, there's not a lot of nerves to deal right. with. Yeah. You know, but that, that patients don't see that. Right. Well, they watch YouTube. Right. And they see the fancy surgeries on right. YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. so, okay. So one of the things I often hear about with sedation is we always focus on the fear of the patient, but isn't there more than just fear as a reason to leverage or utilize sedation in your practice? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talked a little bit about just having to 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 
you deal with the procedure, the length of the procedure. Okay. Yeah. So time. One. Yeah, time, time. Gagging. Yeah, gagging is definitely one. Difficulty of, getting numb. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that uh, we talked about, we talked about a little bit in the course is that the decreased use of local anesthetic. You'll find with a sedated patient, you don't have to use much local anesthetic. And there's a there's definitely some reasons for that. But uh, the, you don't use as much, so, you know, you don't have to deal with putting in the several carpials just to get them numb. They'll numb up very quickly. So. Yeah, I find that the more relaxed, mm-hmm. that leads, that helps with that. Uh, you know, I, it, it's interesting. Just, uh, let's see, what, what is today? Friday? So yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, I had a patient. I came in. She's going on a cruise today. Uh, we prepped a bridge maybe a week ago. And, you know, I, I don't like people in Thames when they're out. Yeah, on vaca- on true vacation because that's the last thing I want to do is ruin their vacation. So I, I came in on Thursday, saw her on Thursday to deliver the bridge, and when we were done, the bridge was beautiful. I had to do a little adjustment, whatever, and I, you know, I said, "Hey, how was that?" You know, it's one of the simpler procedures we do in dentistry, and it was surprisingly, she looked at me and says, "That was uh, traumatizing." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I and I'm like all I did was like I pre- it spent I spent an hour right. prepping a couple of teeth, and I spent thirty minutes. <laughs> delivering a bridge and I was expecting to say that was easier than I thought and right. then her response to me was that was traumatizing. Well, so here's the thing is that you know there is the uh, the the concern as physician I'm not physician but as dentists and doctors we have a responsibility to first do no harm. And that harm may be physical. I mean, we've probably all unfortunately nicked a tongue or yeah. you know pulled someone's you know cheek back a little Picked too hard. Yeah, lip. Yeah, I mean, we've all done it. Um, but there's also a psychological harm we can do to the patient. Um, they, they, the procedures that they're experiencing, like you said, you thought that went very straightforward, but mm-hmm. to them, they saw it totally differently. Yeah. And I use a terrible analogy, and uh, you just got to bear with me here. But okay. I'm in my 50s, and <laughs> when I turned over 50... The gray hair didn't give it away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, notice the hair implants didn't work either. Yeah, <laughs> for me, no, they didn't. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, of course, you're supposed to get a colonoscopy when you get over 50. And, yeah. of course, I wouldn't, you know, did that and uh you know as i'm, I'm looking at the nurse procedure. yeah when i looked at the nurse anesthetist and i'm like i don't want to remember any of this you right. know right and that and it's a terrible analogy but some people acquaint dentistry to that i mean that's is scary well, to we're them. going in a hole yeah it, a hole wrong end um camera's the same though that's kind of scary yeah. but uh but it is the same thing some people believe i mean they can for a profi can for some yeah. people can be as scary as a colonoscopy you know, and what was really shocking to me on this particular patient, and it's timely that you're here doing this, is that we do sedation in our practice, and mm-hmm. I believe we readily let our patients know it's available, and she has one more bridge to be done, and after she said that to me, I, I look at her and I say, why didn't you tell me? We could always look at sedation. She goes, oh, I didn't know that was an option. Right. And, you know, here I am like like this to myself, like I take pride on letting our patients know and giving them choices and she didn't know. And I, I'm just wondering for our listeners out there, how many of them that do offer sedation already, their patients just don't know. And they're having less than ideal experiences, no matter how good our injections are, no matter how great or quick our preps are. It's just less than an ideal experience. And, and that hurts our profession as a whole. You're right. And, and, you know, I, I, that's a good point to make. And, you know, we also have to flip this around to the other side is that, you know, sometimes a patient when they are uncomfortable and they're moving around mm-hmm. and, and they're moaning and all that, 
it, it influences what you're trying to do. And it can lower the quality of the dentistry you're trying to provide. Oh, 100%. We've all had that experience. Where like, I just want to get done. Yeah, you just want to do it, get out of there as fast as possible. And sometimes the quality of what you did is not up to what you, your standards are. And you feel kind of bad about that. Right. Um, we do have a responsibility to, to take that one of those elements out, which is the fear, out of there so you yeah. can do what you need to do. It's just some, Satan is putting a rubber dam on. Yeah, you know? it, it, well, even more than that, it also helps with uh, salivation. It helps with drying the patient out. I mean, so many, so many benefits. Yeah. All right, with all that being said, okay, yeah. so I, I said to you that in my informal survey, about 24% of dentists said they provide sedation services. Why is that number, in my opinion, horribly low? It's fear driven by misinformation. Okay. And so you're talking about fear. The dentists have fear yes. about providing a safe slash unsafe slash dangerous procedure. Exactly. Yeah. Right, and so it, talk to me about that. So it, it, it's driven by misinformation, and there's okay. a lot of urban myths about sedation out there. And I've, I kind of combat them almost daily. I'm, I'm okay. either talking to people or mm-hmm. on, you know, emailing people. Um, and it comes With from, AOL email. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> hey, no, I have Gmail now. So, um, no, what, so try to give you a little history and try to make it quick so it's not boring. But, sure. um, you know, there was oral sedation came in in the 60s, 70s. And then uh, in the 90s, there was a kind of a push to do a lot of sublingual oral mm-hmm. where you broke, broke up the tablets right. put it through your tongue. make some tic tacs with it exactly put that's it what i took i took and, that class yeah exactly and then it, rinse it, with hot water exactly yeah. and what happened was um there wasn't a lot uh, you were looking at how the patient sedated and if they weren't sedated then you added more dosage underneath mm-hmm. their tongue and what happened is we started overdosing patients that way yeah. and there were unfortunately some cases where that happened and the patient got overdosed and bad things happened and the the pendulum has kind of swung swung back in the twenty you know two thousands um, toward more just going right back to oral sedation mm-hmm. and just doing it you know have them swallow the pill don't let's try not to, to titrate it underneath their tongue because you can't really titrate oral conscious sedation yeah, it's hard no you can't everybody it, reacts differently exactly and if you're putting it underneath their tongue some of it's getting swallowed it, mm-hmm. some of it's getting uh, dissolved and getting right through the into their bloodstream but you don't know what percentages are so you're you know it's either an enteral or a parenteral kind of thing yeah. it's a combination of both so anyway that kind of there was a bad name mm-hmm. that was given to oral conscious sedation probably around uh, late 90s right. around 2000 that's, that's the time i took my class <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and 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 so what's happened is that when you look at oral conscious sedation in the way that it should be done swallowing the pill and, and doing it and doing some very good screening of the patients it's very very safe it's okay. extremely safe and you're probably not going to have a problem with it um, one of the things we do every day is we inject local anesthetic into people. Local anesthetic has a lot of complications it to it. It can, yeah. Yeah, but it is you very safe. You can hit safe. an artery, you can hit a nerve, you can right. hit a blood, it, blood vessel or right. whatever. Right, it's yeah. very, very safe, you know, because we know how to do it. We know how to do it correctly, and we know how to dose the patient. Same thing with oral conscious sedation. Yeah. So you, you think it's all fear? A lot of it is fear, yeah. yeah. And some of it is that um, people think that, you know, the, the fear is that we, I shouldn't be doing this, you know, you're, you're sedating the patient. What happens if something goes wrong? But are we really sedating? You know, my, right. see, so, right. so to me, look, so I had, I, I was gung-ho on sedation for the first two, two, three years after I took the training program. Right. Um, and then I kind of went out with it a little bit. And then now I'm really back into it. And I, I would say... The big difference in the last seven years that I've really been into it has not been that the sedation has changed because the, med- the meds are pretty much right. like 1800s medications. Yeah, still say know. meds, yeah. You know, um, it's my expectation of sedation. Right. You know, 
I think when we say sedation to patients, and I see it still today when I talk to them about it, they think of medical sedation. They think of hospital sedation. They think of loss of control. They think of that that only means a bigger and bigger procedure. Right. And I think w- what I'm starting to refer to it is, as with more and more of my patients, I say it's it's like taking the edge off. You know, it's like mm-hmm. making it making you less apprehensive. You know, making it that you'll probably take a nap. You'll have probably have very little memory of what we what what's happening, mm-hmm. but you'll always be in control. Yeah. And I find that patients are responding much better to that. I agree. I agree. Because if people don't, they understand, a lot of people do understand sedation in terms of they, like you talked about, mm-hmm. you know, when someone's putting a tube down your throat, you're going yeah. to sleep, you're waking up, your knee's fixed or whatever. Um, and, you know, when you, when you can explain it to them that, yeah, you're in a twilight zone, yeah. you've like you had a few glasses of wine, you yeah, may not have a lot four. of memory. Yeah, yeah, three to four. You may not remember a lot of it. Um, and it, all you're doing is taking a couple of pills, someone's driving yeah. here. They, they start to appreciate that. And, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it should be even easier now than ever before because so many of our patients are taking sleeping pills. Yes. So many are taking Ativan, they're taking Xanax, mm-hmm. they're taking Val- Valium's like a Tylenol these days. Right. You know, and maybe that's just because my wife's a psychiatrist, so, right. so I, I hear and see it all the time. I see much stronger medications. Uh, but so many are so used to that, and I say, you know, what we're doing is very similar to that. Not exactly the same, but it kind of takes the edge off. And so we're finding that... In, I went through a phase where we weren't getting the results we expected with sedation, patient experience, mm-hmm. because we were overselling it as a sleep. Right. And it's not, oral sedation is not sleep. No, it's not. And really, you want that, it's oral conscious sedation. Right. You want that patient to be conscious. Now, are, are people going to go to sleep during the procedure? Some will. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll go to sleep if I sit back, you put a rubber dam on me, and yeah. I, I'm going to be asleep whether I'm sedated or not. Yeah, yeah. what's amazing is, um, like, I'm a pretty big guy. It doesn't take much medication to knock me out, right? You right. know, and I, and I think that's uh, yeah, that's the other challenge with oral sedation. Sometimes is some people take one pill, some people take ten pills. I mean, nobody takes ten pills, but yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, you know, you're kind of alluding to something there too. We talk about the psychology behind sedation. Um, it's not necessarily the dosage, right? It's how you present that, right. and if you talk to the patient in the way to have them understand what's going to happen. Um, the studies have shown that you, they'll sedate a lot easier and a lot less medication. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? 
Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. You know, and it's, some of it's also giving it time. Mm-hmm. You know, not being in a hurry. Right. You know, this isn't like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or thank you, sir. This isn't a guy get the patient in the chair and I give him local anesthetic and five minutes later I'm working on them. You know, sometimes there is a ramp period uh, to uh, to the medication working, and that can be 20, 30 minutes on some people. It can be, I've seen it an hour yeah. on some patients, you know. And so part of, part of being effective with oral sedation is also putting the, putting some of the practice management principles in place absolutely. to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Where would your practice be without sedation? Uh, it would be far less than it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been doing uh, oral conscious sedation for 25 years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did, I did keep a log, and I've done about 11,000 of them. And, Holy uh, smokes. And it, it I, you know, it's funny now. I, I can't think of not practicing with it. It'd be yeah. hard not to practice with it. Cause you, would you say it's extended your career or your happiness I, within dentistry? Absolutely, because uh, for, for a couple of reasons. One, um, I, it allows me to get take go to higher levels of dentistry. Okay. You know, I'm not, you know, yes, I do sedate people to do quadrant uh, direct yeah. restorative, but I also, but it allows me to do full arch extractions, yeah. immediate placement implants, that kind of stuff. And I, I mean, I love that stuff. It's, it's, you know, kind of the, it's kind of the icing on the cake, you know, I enjoy yeah. that kind of, and it, I wouldn't have been able to do that without sedation. And that to me is what baffles me about the people I speak to, because my message is always about going beyond single tooth dentistry. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I think of quadrant dentistry as an advanced procedure, as a very productive and profitable procedure. I think of doing root canals. I think of doing implants. I think of doing all these procedures. And I look at it as sedation is the gateway to allow me to do those things. Because patients, sometimes patients don't know. You know, in fact, we have a... I want it to be more firm, but... Any procedure that's more than two and a half hours in my office, I'm automatically suggesting sedation to my patient. You know, about two, two and a half hours is my max that I'm willing to work on somebody awake. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And you know the other thing it's 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 a practice builder too. Yeah. I mean, um I've been doing it long enough that I do have people just show up at my yeah. office, you know, with a referral for yeah. to have a single tooth extracted because I sedate them. And right. you know, I'll just sedate them, take the tooth out and they're happy as anything. So it, it does build your practice even just from the outside too. It just brings yeah. people in. So so if somebody incorporates sedation, whether they're already doing it and they need that jump start back into it or they're new to sedation. What, okay, if I add sedation to my practice, what can legitimately can I expect to see happen to my practice? Well, you know, we talked about that there's probably a third of the population, and the studies have shown about a third yeah. of the population is a de- debilitating fear of dentists. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to say you're going to have a 30% jump in your population right. in your, your production, but um, yeah, could you get, you know, 5, 10% out of it just because people are going to do more advanced procedures? They're going to come to you because you sedate. And uh, like I said, you're, it's it's a lot easier to work on them too. So yeah, yeah you're going to do. A Would lot you more. say that you pro- you see less patients than you did before sedation? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you're pro- you're more productive. Absolutely, because you're doing. Most people want to get things done in one 
one sitting. You know, if you can sedate them and you can do all the uh, procedures on them in one yeah. sitting, they're going to love that. It's interesting. I had a patient in hygiene this week who needed like two quadrants worth of work done. And, but they were also insurance minded, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, what is it? October slash November now. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, I want to maximize my insurance, but I also, I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of the dentist, but I don't love coming. And I said, well, you know, listen, we'll give you some choices. You sit down with uh, Michelle in the office. She'll go over everything. You can choose to do one tooth. You can do all of it. It's whatever you want. But I said, one thing for you to consider is if you'd like, we can look at sedation and get this all knocked out. Suddenly insurance didn't matter anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'd rather do that. Let's just get it done. I got some flex money, blah, blah, blah. And let's just get it all done. And and so sometimes I'm, I'm leveraging it as a sales tool. Yes. You know, so there are times where I'll throw it in. Not that I advocate doing that. Everybody's a little bit different about how they are with fees. But sometimes I do it because I tell patients, you know what, I'll do it because it makes me feel better, you know, and, and I'll just throw it in. And so, you know, I'm using it as a sales tool for my yeah, practice I mean, as well. If I, let me ask you a question. Do you think, uh, I think of sedation, and do you think of a sedation as more of a practice management tool in some respects. I think of it a happiness tool. Yeah. My yeah. happiness. Yeah, your happiness. You know, my happiness. Yeah, and absolutely. And yeah. what, what I've seen was my, my best days, not only from a happiness perspective, but from a productivity perspective, is almost always tied to days that I sedate. Exactly. Because we're doing better cases. Mm-hmm. Okay, and better cases doesn't mean fancier procedures. It just means more dentistry on less people. Right. I don't have this... this this annoyance or fear of going to check hygiene and getting caught up in a 20 minute hygiene exam while my patient's sitting there waiting for me because they're snoozing right. or they're totally kind of relaxed, you know, and, and then we're doing good procedures on our patient. And so those are my best days and mm-hmm. the days go by quick. I'm never in a rush. I'm able to really focus in on the dentistry. I'm able to take breaks at my will, Absolutely. not at the patient's will. And there's just so many benefits that I see about sedation, and, and, and I'll say this, and this may be just unique to me, is I don't market sedation for fearful patients. I don't either. At all. No. I don't, you know, there's a, there's, and I'm not mocking anybody here, but there's a few practices in town that market the high fear patient. That's right. not what I'm after. No, I'm not You either. know, sedation is a tool for me to do more of the dentistry I want, not necessarily a marketing tool to bring in people that are specifically looking for high fear sedation because my experience with those patients has been that I don't meet their expectations. Right. And, and so I prefer the patient that is semi-normal, probably just like my wife Mm -hmm. who needs to be sedated to have any dentistry done because she's a pain in the butt patient, you know, and, and, uh, and as those that have worked on me would tell you that I'm a pain in the butt patient as well. So I look at sedation from that perspective. It allows me to be more productive, allows my days to be smoother, allows me to increase case acceptance, uh, all the things that truthfully that we're after. And it allows me to be less insurance dependent. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that and segue yeah. a little bit here, is that one of the things I've noticed, you know, I've, I have the benefit of looking back on time, and yeah. there's a lot of things I've done wrong and a lot of things I've done right in my practice. Um, but one thing I've noticed is over the course of my practice, I've been somewhat immune to recessions. Right. You know, not now. I, and what not I know, that you don't have downturns. Right. But so what happens is I not, notice is my growth goes down a little bit. Right. So instead of, you know, a 15% growth, maybe I have a 7% growth right. for this year because of the recessions. Um, but I think it's sedation has a play in that yeah. because people who 
do want to have procedures done and want to get them sedated, they're, they're still willing to, to, to do that. And also, the type of sedation we're talking about, the minimal oral conscious sedation, is not very expensive. I mean, I charge about $230. Yeah, so you know, a fee's you know, $200, $250. Yeah, so I don't, want to, I don't want to be a barrier. But I think people who, who are still going to seek dentistry, even in times of recession, um, because you're sedating them. Yeah. You, you brought up a point I want to make. Um, I don't look at sedation as a profit maker itself, right. as a procedure code. I, I have friends that are charging four or five, and, and God bless them. Good for them. I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get <laughs> you it. You can't get that, yeah. You know, but um, they're charging four or $500, and, and I'm like, the profit is in the dentistry. Yeah. You know, we, we as a profession or as private practitioners have to understand that our margin is in the procedure, not in the sedation, not in the interest that you charge on, on financing and any of that stuff. Right. You know, the real profit is in the procedures that we do. And anything that can help increase the number of procedures that we do and increase case acceptance, we should make it pretty low barrier of entry. And for me, there's a couple of things. One is oral sedation. Two is in-office payment plans. They lower the barrier of entry and make it easier for patients to accept the dentistry they want and need. And those are things that we got to win with. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, Mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www. 3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. You know, and, uh, you know, we've talked about all, mm-hmm. time, fear, and money, the three right. barriers, right? Yeah. We obviously fear is, yeah. is sedation, but also time and time mm-hmm. and money play into that too, yeah. because time, if you're able to sedate them and do everything at one time, that's Let, a time saver. And time isn't hours. Time right. is time off of work. Exactly. It's the number of times you have to come to your office. Right. That is today. It's not the barrier of, Hey, I don't, I can't be there four hours. I got to come. Nobody will tell you I want, I have to come eight half an hour visits right. versus four hour visit. They'll tell the time barrier today is how many times do I have to ask or leave 
from work or disrupt my day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the time barrier that we face in dentistry with patients is disrupting people's days. Yeah, and then money. I mean, mm-hmm. it actually, you know, pa- patients are more accepting of treatment plans if they're sedational most of the time. Yeah. If sedation And sedation, it doesn't cost a lot of money. Right, and exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so, while, okay, so let's talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what is the entry for the dentist now? What is the entry in getting into sedation? So it, the the biggest thing that you're going to purchase mm-hmm. is a monitor. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. going to what three four thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars. You can okay. get a good monitor for three thousand dollars. You can get a veterinarian one on eBay for about four hundred dollars, <laughs> and it breaks every six months. Uh, ask how I know. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had that discussion. Yeah, uh, but um, and then after that, I mean, the medications that you're going to keep in your office, if you want to keep them in your office, some people would just rather write a prescription. Yeah. Uh, we like we keep it and dispense it. I mean, Valium is three cents a, a, a pill. Yeah. Triazolam is four dollars a pill. Yeah, I mean, it's, nothing. To, it's nothing. It's nothing. You're, yeah. you're not, and so you're talking sedation, uh, the monitor is your biggest thing. And then training and certification, training. almost every state requires a certification? Yeah, so most of the states have some type of uh, certification. We're targeting minimal oral conscious sedation. Most of them are between 12 and 20 hours of, okay. of CE courses or CE credits. So. Okay. so just to kind of review, okay, people that want to get into sedation, we've given you all the reasons. It's it, I, Look, I, I believe you're nuts – if you're not offering sedation to your patients. Yes. Okay. Now, whether that's sedation that you do yourself or whether you're a worry wart and you bring an anesthesiologist in, a little bit overkill on oral sedation, certainly. Yeah, yeah. But, but nonetheless, if that's what makes you feel happy, you know, whatever type of sedation, I believe we need to be offering sedation to our patients. No question about it. No question, okay. yeah. So if you want to enter into minimal oral sedation, um, basically what you got to do is you got to get certified by your state. Most states are going to require between 12 and 20, 22 hours of training. You're going to have to buy a monitor because that standard of care right. is to have a monitor and basically going to either have to have some medications or prescribe medications to your team members. To your patients. Absolutely. And yeah. then uh, in terms of uh, emergency drugs, yeah. you pretty much have them on hand. All they you have should, to have yeah. is a reversal agent. That'd okay. be the only thing. So that another either. 20 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever right. it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the, the barrier of entry as for the dental practice is pretty much nil. Right. I in mean, the scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about buying a cone beam yeah. or, you know, buying a five grand system. Five grand know. gets you in pretty much? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Between the training, the monitor, the whole deal, yeah. five $6,000 gets you into sedation. Right. Okay. And then annually, there's probably an update. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so some states require an update, um, you know, like every two, three years, okay. uh, like a one-day course. Okay. You know. Right. Uh, now, you made a mention to the word minimal oral sedation. Uh, why do you specifically say that? So the, the regulations okay. that a lot of states have, so there's minimal, moderate, deep, and general. Okay. okay. Deep and general is not anything we're doing in dentistry. So that's, that's the anesthesiologist. With, with oral sedation. Right, oral sedation. Okay. Oral sedation, um, if you do it and you stay in the maximum recommended dosage for oral sedation medications, you're in minimal sedation. Okay. Now, is your patient going to occasionally go into moderate sedation during the procedure? Absolutely, it's going to happen. But you're monitoring them. You know how to reverse it if you need to. You probably don't need to. They're just maybe a little bit more out of it. Yeah. Um, so, but you need to be able to rescue them from uh, the next layer, which would be moderate. Yeah. Uh, moderate is more concerned with you're going beyond the MRDs. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you're doing IV at this point. Maybe mixing drugs. Yeah, maybe mixing more drugs. Yeah, and that depends a lot on state regulations. You know, okay. some states allow you to, most states will allow you to do a, a single oral conscious drug and mix it with nitrous, which okay. is, is, is a great way to do it. And that'll get you far. 
are. That's no. you, that's most of your cases you're going to be able to do yeah. that. That's all we're doing in our practice. Yeah, that's that's very. And in fact, we're doing. not even doing nitrous in our practice, so yeah. we're just doing the oral sedation medication. Right, and then uh, some of them, some states will allow you to start adding more medications, mm-hmm. like hydroxyzine and antihistamine. That's okay. not a bad one. I use that for I, with under with triazolin and nitrous. I'll give hydroxyzine on a case that I'm doing a lot of stimulation of the patient, maybe a third molar extraction. Okay, takes maybe surgical or in case. Yeah, yeah, but that again, you have to look at your state regulations. Um, yeah. You know, um, and that's one of the things we do in the course. We yeah. really we look at the regulations a lot. But yeah. uh, okay, all right. One last thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say I'm 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 a dentist that already using sedation, but I'm not doing as many cases. What tips could you give me? Why am I not doing as many cases as I would like? So big thing is you got to get your team involved. Okay. Yeah, and that means. And what do you mean by that? I mean, obviously your 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 assistants, but they already know it. They okay. they've been doing it. And but you have to have your your front office and your hygienist. They got to know about it. They got to know about it, and they got to trust it. And they have yeah. to. And part of that is is maybe you take them a little bit of training. Maybe when you take the training you get, bring it back to your office. Mm-hmm present it to them so they understand it yeah. or maybe some of their family members you sedate them and they yeah i was going to say I, I think the best way to to really get somebody to be a believer is to sedate sedate yeah. them or sedate a family member and then you have to have the confidence to do it mm-hmm. and meaning that you have to you know be able to judge those patients you know you can see them if you've been practicing long enough you're sitting in there at that comprehensive exam and you could just tell you know yeah. they're they're fidgeting they're not looking at you in the eye and that kind of stuff and there you got to be able to say hey you know i think you you would be better if we just did a little bit of sedation you know and yeah. and then a lot of times they'll jump at it uh, and then maybe the some procedures you just say we're going to sedate for this yeah. procedure. But you know, I, I would say that that has been my biggest key right there. The two things that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I have a hard time maybe determining which patients. Sometimes I think people are fidgety because I'm just an uncomfortable person, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, but I, I found that number one is making sure that all my team members know, not the clinical team. Okay? Right. They know because they do it. Right. Okay. But they're not the ones presenting treatment to the majority of our patients. It's the hygienist mm-hmm. and the front office team members. And they often don't even know. Like, I bet money right now, if you went to my office, well, tomorrow's Saturday, so very few people will be there. But if you went to my office today and we have four, three or four new people over the last year, I bet you money they have no idea what sedation is. Yeah. You know, and, and shame on me. So when my when I bet you we have patients that call and say, "Do you offer sedation?" Their answer is probably, "Well, I don't know. Let me find out." Right. And that doesn't build confidence, right? So your team members have to know mm-hmm. that you offer it, okay? And then it'd be helpful if they have training and things like that. But certainly they got to know. And then the second thing is, is, I drew a line in the sand. You know, it's a like it's an Obama type land. I'm not trying to be funny, but it's <laughs> a little bit flexible, okay? Yeah. Um, but I drew a line in the sand where procedures that are this long or this type will be sedated yes because of me right because because i want it right i you mean know. it's it's less stress on you yeah uh, what we talked about you can do a higher level of what you're trying to do you know and sometimes i mean really sometimes with oral minimal oral conscious sedation a lot of times it's like working on a deniform yeah, it yeah is. i mean they're just you're the mouth's open you're just going they're dry that's yeah. unbelievable yeah and that's and that's a wonderful place to the be. isolate doesn't bother them anymore <laughs> yeah it's they're not gagging on the isolate exactly all right, so um, you provide a 20-hour training course yes. uh, here at 3D Dentists, and it's two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people say, well, how do you get 20 hours in two days? Because it's two long days. Yeah. And yeah. what we did is we surveyed people, and they said they'd rather get the course done in two days 
than to drag it out over two and a half or three days just to meet, you know, the six, seven hours, seven, eight hours a day. They'd rather have two 10-hour days and just get it knocked out. Yeah, so we run a 12-hour day the first day yeah. and an eight-hour day the next day. Uh, we, we break it up. Yeah. Uh, we, and we do a lot of uh, kind of fun things. One of the things we're required to do by the ADA when we're teaching sedation is to evaluate the students. Okay. And so to do that, we like to do it in a kind of a game. Family feud, I think, right? Family feud's one of the evaluations. Yeah. Can so we get Steve Harvey to come? I think that's that the guy's name. Really right? cool. yeah, but I should come in dressed as Steve Harvey yeah, one time. Yeah. And there are a lot of fun games. My wife, uh, who teaches yeah. with me, she's a she's a elementary school background, and she's amazing at putting games together. Yeah. So yeah. Well, they're used to dealing with uh, with with men, and you know, we, we just need elementary games to get us going. Sometimes. Absolutely, that's true. Well, Brian, thank you so much. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, so you can reach me uh, at uh, my email address, which okay. is b McGue, b m c g u e seven zero t seven zero two at Gmail. Gmail. Yeah, that's a, that's Gmail. an upgrade for you. Yeah. And then we do also do have a uh, um, stay in the box sedation at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's the name of the course. So thank you so much, Brian. Hey, appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it getting updated as well myself. Yeah. It sounds good. Hey, podcast family. T Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, Visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.